Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really well. I had a nice swim this morning. It was very quiet. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, unsurprising with this weather. Um, yeah. It was nice because um, there were quite a lot of leaves in the pool. And oh, they, where were you swimming? In Delido, in London Fields. Oh, wow. And they don't necessarily go to the bottom. They sometimes just float. Oh, and yes. I really like that. That's so, very nice. Yeah, so that and I was actually nice. think it's really lovely swimming in the rain. Yes, yes. It wasn't actually raining yet, but it was just sort of mm, windy and dark. But how and are you? The water, oh, the water oh, is I, heated, I, so oh, otherwise I wouldn't. Lovely. Yeah, no, it's really nice. It's really nice. But how are you? Are you better? I'm a lot better, oh, thank good. you. I was very much wiped out. It was a nasty bug. My my foot is still bad, but I'm being brave and soldiering yeah, you, on. You sound you sound good, so that's that's a good sign. <laughs> that's a good sign. It is. It is. I've I've become obsessed though with with warm clothes. Like you know, I always am. Yes. And it kind of escalated in part in response to having flu and being out of action and cold. But I have two points to make okay, okay. about this. Yes. The first one is a minor point in relation to a specific gum, um, accessory I have purchased. Mm-hmm. The second one is a, a more global question. Okay. Okay. So first of all, I'm like thrilled, of course, by the fashion for like quilted scarves that are essentially let's be real they're just little duvets i didn't know see i'm so out of the loop um (laughs) i sort of practically live in 1979 at the moment Um, because of the class yeah because of the work at the museum so i didn't even know they were quilted scarves that were a thing at the moment okay well in 2019 okay in the future People will be obsessed with duvet-style scarves. That's nice. I'm predicting it okay. for Okay, so you purchased one. I did, and I love it. And it's very chic. What it's colour? Sort of dark charcoal. Mm. And I love it. And it is like having a small duvet. <laughs> it's very, very warm. But the thing, the other thing that's an extra that I hadn't, anticipate it's also made of recycled plastic bottles so that's a good thing Mm. but the thing i hadn't anticipated is that it kind of crackles a bit when you move and when you adjust it and i really like this effect i'm enjoying having a kind of like percussion section that i'm (laughs) carrying with me but i also like it because usually scarves are, are like they muffle sound that's true so it's and and it was making me think you know, because I've had those, I can't think what you call them, you know, those hats that have like flaps that come down. Mm-hmm. And then you just can't even hear the traffic. So you're a danger to yourself and others. But it was just interesting because I was thinking so many winter clothes do just completely muffle the world and exclude you from the That's world almost. Mm. And you're in, in your own little pod. So I'm quite enjoying that this one just makes me very aware of sound because I can hear it and then I'm thinking am I annoying people around me because it was my crackly skull I find it really interesting I have a few questions about this okay. um one is not to do the sound if if you have a quilted scarf is that quite hard to tie in a knot is that a stupid question no it's not a stupid question it's mm. quite long mm-hmm. so you can tie it in a knot but it's more it's a, a massive kind of wrap knot. it around you. okay it's probably like a couple of meters long 
Okay. So you can wrap it around yourself and then tuck it into your jumper. Okay. And then the other thing um, is not so much a question is I found it interesting that you said crackling because I I think I mentioned this to you before and I never get around to doing it but I I always think we need new words to describe the sounds of clothes and it's right mm. it's right you are right Mm. but I um, correct statement there are some noise, uh, not good words, like rustling, rustling. I guess. Rustling, that's mm. so nice that comes to mind, isn't it? But yeah, yes. or frou-frou, I frou-frou. guess. Frou-frou. Yeah. Is that a sound? It sounds like it should be a sound. I thought it had something to do, like, during um period of dancing the con-con. I can never say that properly. Oh, really? I think, uh, I don't know, I think that frou-frou has something to do with the rustling of underwear. Um, but I, I might be wrong. Mm. I thought frou-frou was just kind of a bit ooh-la-la and over-the-top and cheeky. Mm. I might be wrong. Maybe I mix it up with something else. I, I need to check. I mean, irrespective of, of whether it is, it is now. Mm. Because that's too good. Yeah. But otherwise, okay, I'm so not so sure. Rustling oh, squeaking. Yeah. Squeaking, squeaky mm, shoes. Yeah. Hmm. But otherwise, I'm yeah. not so sure. Hmm. No. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay, we need to think about that and perhaps yeah. write a poem incorporating as many sound words yeah. as we can. Yeah. At some point, also, I came across, I need to find it again. I came across this, it was like a music piece and part of it was making sound with your jacket. With your jacket? Yeah, I think it was like, um, you know, if you have a rain jacket, they're more ru- rustly. Maybe that's another. Oh, they are. Yeah, so I'm quite sure it was some, some kind of jacket like that and I think there were several people who who were making the sound and it and was when and where was this from it's not that long ago um I do, it's on youtube I'm, i hope i can find oh, it again i think i kept i kept the, the link somewhere because i was so amazed and i'm not sure how i came across it but yeah it was a musical sort of modern classical music piece and it incorporated um the sound of clothes which i oh, thought that was amazing does sound good. Mm. that yeah. sounds very good indeed Maybe I can recreate that with my scarf. Yeah, we could write a new one, although music writing is not really my thing. I mean, I'm hopeless. <laughs> You're going to have to, you, you know, I'll, I'll write the poem. Okay. Not that I claim abilities with poetry writing, but I think I could manage that more than I could manage writing music. a musical yeah. scarf, yeah. scarf score. Yeah. <laughs> but these are good ambitions for yeah. us to have. Yeah. It's good to have new goals always. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the other thing? My bigger global thing, it may be just global to me, which isn't that global. But anyway, I, you know, I'm always obsessed with keeping warm because I'm always cold. Mm. But this winter, my obsession has reached new heights to the extent that Adrian has commented on my, you know, and, and, you know, this is someone who's been with me a very long time Mm. and has coped with the fact that I'm perpetually cold. So... I was thinking about this, like what has made me even keener to wear layers and layers of clothes. And I wondered if it in any way links to my other obsession, which is watching the news channel and listening to podcasts about particularly American news, but also the Brexit stuff. Mm. And I wonder if all of the kind of fluidity and chaos and 
awfulness of that is making me want to be cocooned in a giant duvet. Yeah, that doesn't sound, um, what's the word, unreasonable. Mm. Uh, it's interesting how many people are obsessed with watching the news. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just compulsively reading news online at well, the moment. Well, it's yeah. because every time you think this must be the nadir of whichever, just choose your country, choose mm. your political issue, it seems to somehow get worse mm. in whichever country, whichever issue. You're kind of... It's like, I don't know, watching a fire or something. that you It's awful, but you can't tear your eyes away because what will happen next? Mm. And so I think buying sweaters and crackly scarves is I'm literally insulating myself. Mm. Well, it obviously doesn't work. entirely work. You're not totally insulating yourself. but Well, maybe. you know, I haven't got to like balaclava level. <laughs> you know, maybe next time mm. we speak. Mm. I yeah. will literally be cocooned. But it, but then it was making me think of, like, you know those, um, the Valentino Moncler? Oh, yes. Mm. You know, that I loved so much. Mm. No wonder I loved it so much. And when and when I did that talk for the show studio with the lovely model wearing one, she couldn't hear. Oh, because that's it interesting. Because it had a, a hood, that, like, mm. just her beautiful face stuck out. Sorry, Coda is commenting on this. Yeah. Um, and so she couldn't really hear. So she was sort of in her own little Valentino Moncler padded realm. Yeah. And it and like there's beautiful padded coats of Idris that are flowery that seem like a very good way to be insulated from the world mm. in every sense. No, there seems to be quite a lot of that that kind of thing at the moment. I wonder whether it's also to do with all this news about or well, it's maybe not news we knew all along but you know people talking about climate change so much well yes even though the planet is warming mm. it's still i think there's uncertainty with climate and weather and this sense of dystopia and doom mm. about all of it and so maybe i mean obviously it's the season in north europe as well but it is I do feel like there's quite a lot of kind of squishy, padded, quilted, yes. comforting fashions Definitely. going on. Mm. And there's also, I mean, like our beloved Simone Rocha, kind of beautiful, girly, but padded, but pretty, but wear your chunky boots, kind mm. of protective, but also nobody's fool. Yeah, kind of stuff and also, on. yeah, you could defend yourself if you had to you could mm, that's interesting so I, I'm, mm. I'm like I need to think it through more because it's not a good idea to extrapolate out from yourself ever no you need to mm. look at what the world's doing and not try and fit it to yourself that's part of the problem in the world but I do think it is a thing and I have to say that Coda today wanted a duvet and a blanket to curl up on on the sofa he too <laughs> You know, I double scarf, he double blanket. Yeah. I, I'm i just wondering, I'm just think, trying to think back when this happened before. Um, and maybe that's not going anywhere. When what happened when, um When clothes were quite protective. Oh, I see, yes. And uh, I, can, I can think of the, maybe the late 80s when... Mm. When there you had a lot of body warmers and, you know, really lots of puffer jackets and stuff yes. like that. And then I wonder whether it was a, a, a similar kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I think 
I think there is, there is kind of, I mean, it's interesting because I think now you certainly have like this trend that we're talking about. You also have a kind of pretty girly, girly, frilly, frilly, but also self-aware ironic Mm. trend, which I think could be connected Mm. with this. And then you have designers who are more directly addressing the issue, like Pierre Moss, you know, who are commenting on it directly Mm. and confronting it. But it's interesting. I guess also all of the, like, sweatshirts as well are quite kind of anonymous and protective in in your anonymity. Yeah, helping you to hide. Yeah. And I wonder whether it's it's just affects women's wear or men's wear as well. But I guess some... Well, certainly men's wear, you have all the protective... Sorry, protective. I mean the, um, like, sweatshirts and things. And, like, sweatshirts in beiges. I'm looking at you, Carne, what you're wearing. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting, yeah, the colours. Oh, and actually, this links to a thing from a while ago that I was thinking about with Kanye, which is this kind of banks and banks of models, like you've got an army of models Mm. that I thought at the time, because he's been doing, well, he's not doing it now, but he was, for several seasons, it just got kind of out of hand, just more and more and more. And then lots of other designers have done it as well. And I think there is something about, just the sheer visual impact of having loads and loads of people all at once, I mean, not like mm. a differently. But I think that maybe also is part of this, of kind of dressing in a way, of like a designer's producing like a mega capsule wardrobe almost, so that you're coherent and protected and Yeah, and partly like... Yeah, and partly like you say, you, you become part of of something else and you're partly anonymous you sort of not you you don't disappear in in the in the crowd but a little bit you yeah you yeah become part of something bigger and it's not about you you're sort of more you're sort of heightened in your visibility to people who are in the same gang as you Mm. the same group as you yeah and i suppose it's also like another way of flaunting your wealth that you're so wealthy you don't have to take part in wearing really established dressing in ways which you're really established as expressing your wealth because you can just wear your beige sweatshirt material ensemble and say i'm so rich i can just wear beige sweats yeah although what i find so weird at the moment and maybe i'm misinterpreting or i'm not seeing the right thing because of my my late 70s bubble uh (laughs) But I, I. But that's quite a bad time politically. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's a lot of things. Uh, there's actually quite a lot of similar stuff going on, which is yeah. is interesting and sad in a way. Yeah. Because it is now a while ago, but what I find so oh, there is on the same time that you get this sort of anonymous type of clothing, but then you also get a lot of things that's so obviously labelled or you know, so recognisable that you instantly know. And it's the same with, you know, very body conscious stuff. But at the same time, you get, you don't, you don't, you seem to get extremes more at the moment rather than the middle, middle ground in a way, whatever that would be. I don't know. That, that's what it seems like. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Which is visually quite fun, but also it's a bit too close to what's going on in politics that you get extremes. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess. And, and religion, and we'd mm. really just rather not have the extremes. No. Mm. Thank you. I wonder what it will look like 
well, that's a completely idiotic question to ask myself. No. But I wonder what it will look like in, you know, in, when people look back, whether it will look yeah. different, you know, or whether it just looks the, the extremes or whether there's still so much of a shared aesthetic that it actually in 10 years it won't yeah. actually look that I different. Because I really felt like the early aughts was so much about volume. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of fragmented into other things exploring volume in other ways because mm. a lot of what we're talking about is is volume or kind of well I don't know the proper scientific way of expressing it but kind of retracting the volume so it's skin tight like you said. yeah mm, yeah that's another interesting way of looking at it it's interesting yeah fashion is interesting but it I is just want to say that yeah I've just realized and sometimes <laughs> you know it relates to the wider world yeah yeah, just not in that sort of hemline. Oh, God. Yeah. Like... The chestnut. Oh, no. I know. I wish someone would... I got I got so obsessed... I'd like that to just be banned. I got so obsessed with that at some point that I... I can't remember the the name the man of the name of the man who came up supposedly came up with that. Oh, James Laver, wasn't it? No, no, no it's someone else. It's, it's an American it. professor. It's not a fashion oh, person. You're right. He's an economist, yes. I think, and he has a. It's not a, a Maybelline, no. No, he has no. a university named after him or his archive is at a university oh, and wow. I, I almost got as far as writing to them and said can you please tell me what where does he say this because no one ever because someone mentioned it in an article I, I read and oh. I was meant to comment on that article and I said where is this actually from exactly and I and never did ever actually studied fashion no definitely not but I also I'm not sure he ever really said this Probably not, or it was probably like a glib throwaway line. Or in his just entered the arc, you know, the canon. Or in his BA thesis or something. That's what that's what my hunch is. He wrote it. It's not very good dissertation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it. Yeah. The rest might have been good. It's just the rest may have been brilliant, but that line. Yeah. No, I have okay. And it's like I. I've kind of reached a point where I can't even really be bothered to refute it. I can't really be bothered to explain trends. Yeah. Have you um, been asked to comment on it? Because that has yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's a regular... Yes. Like, if there's a downturn in the economy, journalists phone up and ask you that. Mm. Not all journalists. I, yeah. I'm not generalising. No, the odd one. The odd one yeah. will ask you that. And then you always feel like, such a pedant because you're saying no yes. actually this and you know they don't want you to say that so they're not even going to use yes. your incredibly common your, yes. <laughs> your expansive explanation of why that is correct yeah so you can never make it's it stop yeah. no because it's just so much more fun mm. yes. to just oh lord yeah you're gonna make me get all anxious and need another sweater you know oh i'm sorry about that <laughs> that wasn't my intention. <laughs> no, it's alright. <laughs> Let me tell you another nice thing. Okay. Okay, as a, an antidote to being asked about hemlines, which is that I went to see the Tim Walker exhibition. Oh, I still haven't been. Once I'm out of my bubble, I'll do yeah, all once, these things. Once you yeah. progress beyond 1979, yeah. you can go and see it. And the thing, the thing, the reason I wanted to say, well, I wanted to tell you anyway, but also because it kind of connects to some of what we're saying as like reaction because 
it's called Tim Walker Wonderful Things and like the opening panel is about how when he photographs it's like going into a dream state and it this kind of idea that you dream up all these fantastical things in your imagination but then he actually goes and builds them and photographs them and makes them so I think it's really fascinating. I think. Do you remember there was a Tim Walker exhibition some years ago at the Som- at Somerset House, and I felt like that one you felt like you were in the photograph because it had lots of the props because obviously props are so important yeah, to his work. I didn't but see with that. But this one, I felt more like you were inside the magazine. Oh, okay. Because mm. because each room is completely different, like the styling and the design set. Des- so it is set design. It's the person who designs the sets does it. Um, so it's almost like you're in one editor you're inside each editorial mm. and i liked it because he they list all the collaborators for each oh that's each, nice which which is really good because obviously they're so complex yes. and so intricate um you know each one of his shoots so that i thought was really brilliant and it had you do do you remember it's from maybe two three years ago there was a, an amazing vogue italia Thread that he did that was inspired by Aubrey Beardsley photographs and the models. It's all really kind of scratchy and inky, and they're mm. all in black and they've got like black shadows and it, oh, it's really lovely. So there's a really kind of bright, bright. It's like glossy white, paper white room. Like there's even there's even a ceiling that's bright white, and it is like you somehow walked into the pages of mm. that, which I really that was interesting and interesting because it's a different kind of photography show because it's not a simple like retrospective or you know here's his biography kind of show because including the Aubrey Beardsley um editorial I just mentioned Mm -hmm. there's quite most of the show is his responses to objects from the museum having spent months looking in the collection Oh, so how does that work? So did he, the shoot, the fashion shoots were already there, but then well, like, he... like the Beardsley one was already in existence, but some mm. of them were done for the show. Ah, okay. And so, like Susanna Brown, who I think is brilliant, who's a curator, mm. was involved in kind of talking to him about you know what he was going to use and getting curators to show him things from different sections. So there's like. I think the first one or one of the early ones, because there's the, like the beginning bit, you see kind of a bit of his biography, but it's more kind of establishing him as a dreamer and imaginative and like his sketchbooks and then mm. like some of the different kinds of themes in his work. And then you, then there's this room and it's, it's like, as I say, each section is really radically different. And there's a section that's inspired by illuminated manuscripts and stained glass, for example, and that he really liked the glowy light. So it's kind of, images from that and then there's the Beardsley section so it has the Beardsley drawings from the collection oh, okay that he was mm. interested in and there's what else there's oh there's um Edith Sitwell's like gold shoes and mirror and handbag and photographs of her from the collection and then like Tilda Swinton emoting and acting as Sitwell and being photographed and there's like this amazing hugely long photograph of the biotapestry that's incredible as an object and then his response to that sorry go on did I ever tell you he came to the museum oh what was he looking at he came with Simon Costin and they were looking oh my god how amazing yes they were looking at Kibo Kift our Kibo Kift collection wow and initially they were hoping they could maybe borrow it but 
you know, but we can't have things being worn. Because what have you got? Because isn't that like a... Explain to me again what that is. So it's this organisation, maybe is the right word. They're a bit like scouts and they were around between the wars, so 20s, Uh 30s. So they were a lot outside. They were inspired by Native American culture as well. And they they were wearing particular, and they were socialists as well. Um, so it's 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 quite anti-capitalist. It's quite a sort of a mixture of things. And they were often outside. There we have tents from them. We have oh, wow. um, arrows and quivers and and things like that. But we also you got a Kibokift name. So that the best one there, I think he was that person was one of the main people. Was called the Blue Falcon. So they had their own badges. Everyone had their own badge, and they had these these um, tunics. They're made out of quite thick felt, quite often, but some are made out of lame. They're gold, and oh my god! And they they you know embroidered, or they're they're quite amazing. Um, they're a bit like tabards, but with sort of sleeves. So they they looked at those, and then very kindly. Uh, did send which I I need to dig out. They did send a link to. They did something for Italian Vogue. So because oh we couldn't we couldn't give them to be worn. Of course. We could have brought them to shoot, but not not to be worn. Um, they I think had them remade. Mm. So yeah, that oh was my amazing. We must look up that story. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Mm. But it's but I really like because obviously the museum part of the the V&A's remit was to show objects as inspiration inspiration. Mm. yeah so that was really lovely and there's a bit that i think you'll especially like that's um dedicated to like conservers and curators which it starts with this amazing mcqueen dress that looks like it's come up like the mannequin has come alive and is bursting out of its um you know like toile cover that protects it and then there's a, a shoot that's karen elson Mm-hmm. you know, becoming the mannequin that breaks out of the oh, conservation okay. box, mm. which is very good fun. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I hope it's on for long enough for me to see it. I think it is. Mm. I can't remember when it ends, but it's on, you know, it only opened, you know, a few like weeks a ago, ago. So there yeah. must be, yeah, so there must be a good mm. run. Well, thank it. you. Thank you're, you you're for so telling welcome. me about it. Always. I will always tell you about things. So shall we, um, shall we now um, go back into our cocoons? Yes, yes, I need to go and put more sweaters on. Yeah. Please excuse me. Okay, okay. okay. Very good to talk to you. Yes, talk to you next week. See you week. soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.